you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. All right, now we're live. Good morning. Well, it's a good morning for me, but it's good afternoon for you. I was just, uh, we were just talking off air. You said you're out there doing turkey hunting out there in Georgia. This is why I like that, that, that place. It's just, uh, it's such a different, <laughs> everybody gets up here at five to go to the drive through at Starbucks. You're up at, at crack of dawn going to uh, see if we can shoot turkeys for the day. Yeah, not, not yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to <laughs> keep protein in the family's belly. That's, that's right. And, you know, I, t- I tell everybody all the time when I go out there just how important, like, hunting season is for people out there because, you know, this is how they fill their refrigerators up. I mean, this is just so foreign for California thinking uh, out here. You know what I mean? Because every time, yeah. you know, you hear nothing but, you know, oh, the hunters or this or that. And I'm just every time I go out there, I'm like, man, this is such a way of life for them that, you know, and you don't really realize how much deer can overtake a land either. If you don't, yes. if you don't control it in the whole you know? ecosystem, you're right about that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I know that Carson has a, a lady that has kind of an Island. I think she has, and, um, he gets to go there all the time because they get over, just overtake her land. So yeah, it, it, that was, you know, it was good. So I'm looking forward guys. So if you haven't met before, uh, I've spoke to him in my school about him. I got to, luckily I got to meet you when I was out there. This, I think it's the first time you came into the school, right? Yeah, absolutely. Instead, uh, so I got to to meet Ryan, and we he is a combat veteran uh, out of the Rangers, and I'll let you tell your little, uh, you know, your what rank you were and stuff like that, and your your service, and introduce yourself even a little bit more than uh, I can give you uh, uh, props for, and then we'll get going. I see you have his coffee. You're having coffee with me this morning too. Yeah, and I saw a woman's face on the cup. Now, now, <laughs> who's who, who's the uh <laughs> oh i asked my wife for a cup of coffee before we started here i think she's playing tricks on me at this <laughs> that's point. right so it's funny because i have mine that says take him to the train station from uh, <laughs> <laughs> from yellowstone and uh <laughs> so uh i i saw that today and i said oh i'm gonna get him on the uh on his little girl cup there today yeah. So it was good. It was good. So, Ryan, so no further ado, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and let's talk a little bit about where you served, you know, when you, when you went in, married, and if you have children and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm starting first class Ryan Davis from 1st Ranger Battalion. Uh, my wife and I kind of took off and started this adventure in the Army uh, about 10 years ago now, almost 11 years ago, and we've had uh, a very enjoyable ride minus one night. It was a pretty good career. Uh, we had a blast. Um, we have an eight-year-old Knox 
who has spent his entire life, he's all he's known is uh, being an army kid, kind of an army brat bouncing around and having a good time with his friends. And uh, dad's always kind of gone at work and coming back. So he's had uh, an opportunity to get a perspective of it from that look. And now as we transition back into being civilian, still have a, another chance to look at it. But we got married in 2012. Um, that was in Columbus, Georgia. We actually went to the courthouse uh, the day before Ranger School. Then we had a fake wedding the day after <laughs> I graduated from Ras. <laughs> yeah, we it was uh, we were really putting a family together quick back then, but everything panned out really well. Uh, my wife's been like my strongest supporter. Uh, as well as like the rock at the house whenever I'm either deployed or back at the stage training on something. So um, kind of a well, brief kind of glimpse of my story there. So where, what was, what rank did you get to? And let's talk about the, um, you know, uh, when, well, how old were you? Did you go in and out of high school? Or yeah. Not? So I uh, played baseball in college at the university of Texas in Arlington and after that, I spent a little bit of time working around the civilian world and thought, OK, I think I want to make a bigger wave than this. I think I want to do something a little bit more for, uh, you know. Overall, making the world a better place. That was my that was my first stop when I got out of out of college. That's what I wanted to do. And the way I wanted to do that was schwack bad guys. And I feel like that's a that's a very admirable way to make the world a better place, you know. Mm -hmm. So I followed my uh, heart and desire to do that and ended up in the 75th Ranger Regiment where you're just a professional bad guy schwacker. It's really, really a cool place surrounded by a bunch of really awesome dudes um, that keep each other accountable every day. Yeah, that's, you know, that's how I got introduced to the, the Ranger Regiment. And of course, you know, Joe, and I got introduced because they had hired us um, to come in and work with. Uh, you know, the military, that's how, that's how we kind of all got to Joe. And I remember, I remember meeting Joe the first time I was like, man, this guy is, I mean, you know, he's all about, you know, he's all about a warrior. Right. And yeah. I remember meeting him and saying, you know, I like hanging out with this type of caliber of people. It just kind of fit my, fit me well. And so getting to know you a little bit, I can see how, how that, you're in that realm with them for sure. You know, as far as it goes with, um, you know, the Rangers you did now you and Joe, I think you're a little bit, Joe's a little bit behind you, right? He was deployed after. So you guys didn't really serve. Yeah. So we did, we weren't like side to side. He was in the, uh, the same lockers that I was in, but he was just in there prior to me getting there. Gotcha. So you're, you're kind of the, the next generation up cause he's old and broken now. He no, is he old is. and broken, and I and yeah. I tell him that every day, and I'm going to tell him that's that for right. both of us today. <laughs> that's good. You let him know that, and you tell him I said that too. I said all the fancy weight equipment doesn't make you young. You know, he likes to always <laughs> talking smack. You know, every time I come down there, he's always talking some kind of smack. You know, to me, and I'm like, this. You know, he he might be he might be forty, but you know, mileage. You know what I'm talking about. He's been. Oh yeah. Oh he's, yeah. He's had it so. So you went through Ranger School, and did you? Was there something in Ranger School that you kind of uh, was it just kind of overall Ranger? Did you specialize in anything? Were you doing anything 
Uh, uh, Ranger School, um, in, in, from the perspective that I was looking at as like a young soldier and a, and a developed warrior who was going through Ranger School to get his Ranger tab and I was already in Ranger Regiment. I know there's a lot of Rangers floating around here and I can clear that up, but Ranger School was for me to sharpen my leadership skills to come back to Ranger Regiment and lead men. You know, so I, okay. I could lead new guys without a ranger tab. But once you start really leading dudes into combat and really start to take on some of that huge, um, you know, competent, like friction points of a mission, you're, you're going to want to be seen with a ranger tab and to be a leader in front of those guys. And that's where I really learned how to how to do that the best. So did you have a group when you were deployed? Did you have a group with you then? Uh, were you uh, in charge of men at there or were you... Uh how did that go about? Yeah. So each rank, as you, as you kind of progress and um, on the line in the military, you kind of become in charge of a larger footprint of men and weapon systems and equipment and uh, portions of a mission. And as you, as you progress, unfortunately you get a little further away from the guy pulling the trigger, which is kind of a bummer for all of us. But as a, as a big picture, you have to be able to control all of these aspects on the battlefield and you can't pull every trigger, unfortunately. So where are you rank wise when you when you left? Are, are you above or the same as Joe? I'm the same as Joe. He might even be one right. higher than me just because he's old and decrepit. But I'm a sergeant that's, first class right it. now. <laughs> I was I'm hoping. Right. I'm hoping I'm like, man, I hope he outranks him so I can just even talk more smack. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him he did it. It took him uh, 21 years. And it only took me 11, so I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying I'm retired, you know, same rank. That's all we need. That's all that we need to to give it to him because now he's never going to. <laughs> he writes, he, he writes lots of laughs slightly higher. And then, he, <laughs> and then he then he just gave you the middle finger i see so, this i see, see this coming through man <laughs> i'm glad he's tuned in right now yeah yeah so well anytime that we can make fun of joe it's a good day uh yeah joe's he's been a he's been a huge player for me in this entire this entire recovery um back here in savannah he's been a real player him and carson both have been huge yeah, it's well, you know, we were there. Um, that first, I, I mean, it was awesome that I got to meet you there the first time that you kind of came in. We had heard that you're coming in, and uh, we'll we'll get into what happened to you here in a minute. But um, of course, we did make fun of you, you know, because we said you look like a human pinata. But um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, Joe Joe had Joe doesn't have any any feelings as far as things go. So he'll, he'll make fun of everybody and anybody. Yeah. Uh, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. So yeah, he's a good dude, opportunity man. expert. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's Joe's been a, a, a good guy. He's probably been one of the, the best things that's come our way, uh, in a long time. And, uh, you know, just to, uh, further our crop and, and what he is as a black belt. He's a good dude. Yeah, absolutely. He does, you know, everybody, he thinks he's all real tough, but have you seen him around his one daughter? You know, oh yeah, yeah. He's a little, yeah. He's milk he's, toast, he, bro. He does, he does. He yeah, melts he, a bit. Yeah, he's milk toast, bro. 
And so it's uh, he tries to put on this hard exterior, but he's not really like that. Uh, so let's talk about what happened uh, happened to you because when you when we when we got to meet you, we had heard that you're coming in today. That there was a triple amputee that is coming in, and you know, and then uh, you know when you came in, it was like wow, you had to, you still had this uh, warrior spirit. You know, I want to we'll dive into that kind of your mindset of that and then, but. Let's talk about the day that your life kind of changed. Let's see what that, so people can see what that looks like. And I yeah, wanna, we're yeah, going to talk absolutely. about what happened, how you, because uh, I look back on, on, you know, you can see that as just as a younger guy, you can see that, you know, you were your life and you look fit as a, all can be. You're still fit today and uh, in your life. And let's talk about the day that it all changed. Yeah, absolutely. It was um, mid-August of 2019, and we were out doing our thing. And I would have bet my entire mortgage that I was going to be back back at the FOB and eating omelets within a couple of hours from the moment that I got blown up. Everything was going uh, so well. Um, we ran into a little bit of um, an issue with some guys hiding underground, and, and I grabbed a uh, some boom, boom, and took it over there to him. And on my way over there to him, I either triggered an IED or was hit with an RPG or uh, enemy grenade of some kind. So it was uh, kind of like a blink in the ISR footage as well as like a tarp above. So it wasn't totally clear uh, as far as what was on the other side of that wall that detonated. But as I was hit, um, pushed me to the left, knocked the breath out of me. I thought I was going to be able to get back up and get back in the fight. And uh, my right leg just wouldn't move for me. It was just stuck down there for a while. Uh, I had some indigenous forces that were close by enough to kind of drag me back into the wadi. And then I had some of my ranger brethren show up really shortly after and do uh, some pretty phenomenal things to keep me alive that night in the field. We um, went hose to hose I know that sounds kind of crazy. We call it the Rolo program, but we, we stuck a hose in one person and then into me and I got two pints of blood from three different people. So that kind of uh, stuff doesn't happen every day out there on the battlefield and happened the night that I got hurt. Am I thankful for it? Yes. So I hope nobody ever has to use it, but it's something that can save our lives in the future. So I'm glad something really good came from that injury. Um, as we kind of, as the night progressed, um, you know, the, the Taliban's kind of like sharks. They smell a little bit of something in the water and they all start kind of lingering around. Right. So they could tell something was going on and they tried to uh, bring a little hate fire down to the boys and the boys um, stood their ground really well. I saw some super heroic things. If that was going to be my night to die from the litter looking up, I saw some of the guys that I helped raise and turn into good Rangers up to that point. So it would have been the coolest thing to, to, uh, to have like gifted away that at, at any piece, but they were fighting for me and they were fighting hard all night. Um, three hours later, uh, you know, angels from the sky showed up, <laughs> pulled in guns, blailing like a old Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And they got us loaded up and got us out of there. And we were back uh, <clears throat> back in Savannah and, well, back in San Antonio in three days. Uh, so the turnaround and the the amount of effort that the country took uh, just for me getting hurt overseas was, I think, not just a tribute to myself or my unit or, or what I did when I was getting hurt, but 
it's a tribute to our country, to to liberty, to people who who care, to people who want that. Right. I listen. Hundred percent agree on that. It's uh, yeah, it's quite a story to listen to you. Anyway, as far as that as that goes, you know, something that you live through that you know the majority of people just don't have a clue you know <clears throat> the majority of people over here uh y- you know uh talking shit and not really uh in the fight like yourselves and joe and and you guys that are warriors that you know i've told you guys that before i haven't chewed the same dirt as you guys it, it's um but you know uh you know my short police stuff is way way different than what you guys really really did and so it was it's it's an honor, as a matter of fact, just to kind of be around you guys. As much as we uh, like to cut up and stuff like that, the uh, leadership and and just the warriorship that that came from it. And I've learned a lot, you know, just teaching in there, watching Joe and watching how the army has changed, even uh, in this short amount of time, is just a just an amazing thing. Anyway, as far as that goes. So when you when this happens, so you went back to San Antonio now. When when did your wife get word that this is this has happened? Uh, so they they kind of let her on a little bit slower than you you and I would probably talk to each other or fill our wives in just because of the transportation of a casualty can be kind of a risky situation and nobody wants to say something that you shouldn't say uh, before or preload that with any sort of extra stress right so they let Asia know that I was hurt. And that we were kind of, uh, you know, not stable enough at the very moment to come back to San Antonio or Walter Reed. But we were working that piece um, a couple days into that process. They had Asia at San Antonio waiting for me uh, when I landed. And that's when she really could wrap her eyes around what was going on. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's quite I'm sure that's quite a phone call. But, you know. Uh, it's amazing what, uh, you know, let's, well, let's tell everybody the extent of the injuries. So, so where you're at today, so people yeah. have a better idea what, what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I got injured, my entire right femur was shattered. Um, the right side of my pelvis, my hip joint. Um, the only thing that was left in my pelvis really was my, like the, the kind of tip of my sacrum and the pelvic region that all kind of got saved. Everything else was pretty destroyed. I made it back to the States with it, but then it was then amputated. So on the right side, I'm a hemipelvectomy, which means I have half of a pelvis. And on the left side, I'm a BK, which means I have an amputation below my knee on my left leg. Uh, on my right, I have uh, one good hand, which people call yeah. me handy these days. I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then over here, I have an amputation just above my elbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am uh, walk. I'm thriving to walk. Hemipelvectomy, triple amputee. Pretty rare, pretty rare uh, combination of injuries. God spared the good stuff. So that's, did. you know. He, he did. He scared the good stuff. So he, and, and he couldn't, I mean, that's right. they've been looking for TBIs, traumatic brain injuries, and me for over a year, and they can't find anything. And I told them before they started, I don't have the equipment for that. I'm not one of these, like, super smart guys with a mega brain. I'm, like, <laughs> super strong guy with a lot of muscle around my little nugget of a brain. So I'm not overly concerned with that thing getting rattled. <laughs> yeah, that's... uh. 
that's that it's just uh it's amazing the story you know when i talked to you there the story of of just how they uh, medically what they've done for you has been it has been amazing you know what i mean what they you know the surgeries and stuff that you've had to go through and so let's you know where were you at ryan let's talk to the you know let's talk to everybody and tell them where you because you're you know you've got this this uh this awesome attitude but uh where what was it like when you were laying there understanding what's about to come down and what you had to do did you have the did you have the attitude well this is just another fight and uh we're just gonna have to fight it out no no that's not how i started i am like that i know where you're going with that mindset and i do snap into that pretty pretty commonly these days but in that sense i was i was busted up and to be honest with you Mark, i was ready to um like finish myself, not in a selfish, dark way, but in a like samurai way, if you will. Like here's a wounded yeah. warrior, let's katana the belly and go on to the Valhalla or wherever we're headed, right? Right. So that uh-huh. was my mindset. I didn't want to be a burden to my family. And that was very heavy for me for a long time. And that's what put me in kind of a dark place for a while. Right. And I think that's important because anybody that meets you right away, you're like, you know, I think people get the wrong idea of like they're you know gosh does a guy have any uh is he really human or is he not you know what I'm saying so yeah no I it's think in that, that I you know I think that that's a good you know because we you know I'm sure uh lying there you have to be you know there's things that you have to be real about you know what I mean so it's it, it is and now was your wife instrumental in in changing your mindset huge yeah. Huge. She um, was really the only person you can, you know, when something like that happens and you have those sort of thoughts bouncing around in your head, it's probably not probably not a good idea just to be blurting them out to anybody who walks in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Asia was a player for my mental stability through all of this the entire time. She was my she was my ride or die. I was like, hey, listen, I don't want to do this. I tried to convince her to take the money and go. I tried to tell her that this was not this was not something i would want for you and you know i struggled to find those words for a long time actually found them from a guy named travis mills who he runs a shop up in the northeast and he's doing awesome stuff up there for vets and and injured folks and he is actually who i got that direction from i needed to say hey babe you didn't marry this like I needed to let her go if she wanted to go. And I needed that sense of, I tried, you know, I tried to free her if that was what it was going to take. And now, and my wife's a very stubborn woman. She was not going anywhere at any given time, but I, but, but I tried, man. <laughs> well, you know, those are, those are the type of women that, uh, that strong men, uh, you know, they push us, uh, forward for sure. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it, it's so it's a testament to her, too, that I, I, I I've already not not getting to really talk to you in, in that thing. I had already felt it, that she's somebody that is probably, you know, probably the only person that could push you to that level, I would imagine. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. She so, uh, she didn't get the nickname Rattlesnake from being a softy. That's for sure. <laughs> so now when you when you decided now, was there a a a flip script because here's so I tell people this story quite often you know I you know I think I told you before that I had double blood clots uh yeah. in 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 
right? And I was told I wasn't supposed to live right through this thing. And this is from an injury that I just did a simple kick on a, like a front kick to the, to the pads and it just something caused a, a clot. And then I was traveling back and forth. I think I told you that story and I was teaching on the military base. I just wasn't feeling well, you know what I mean? And, and you know, for six months, it was kind of like PTSD for me. And I'd lay in bed every time something kind of went wacky. I thought for sure I'm getting, you know, there are, I'm either going to get a stroke here. And I, I felt the same way. I got to the point where I'm just like, hey, just take me home, man. Don't give me some stroke. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, but about six months into it, man, I had a flip script where I'm like, I'm not living like this anymore. So I'm just going to uh, work on my health and then I'm going to do this. Now, did did you have uh, things like that happen for yourself also? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, um, I used to look out the window that... I had a, I had a kind of a tricky run. I know I I know it sounds like you just get blown up, and then, but there was a lot of like stuff in the way, kind of like blood clots. You know what I mean? A little bit of hiccup that came in after the after the injury, and I'm like, what is this? No, and one of them was where I had to be face down uh, for you know roughly three months or so in in the hospital, and in that moment, in that like, okay take me exactly that's what like you were just saying man don't don't leave me around to be stroked out or don't leave me around to be on my face you know for the rest of my life like come and get me and i looked out the window and i saw a parking garage and i was like well i'll just roll myself over that thing and dump myself off the side of it and let them have me you know i'll be done with this stuff and it was a distinctive moment when i heard my wife in the hallway lighting somebody up because oh the she didn't think that their measures because they had this really bad uh, E. coli virus eating my spine. Anyway, uh, she came in the room and she said, we're going to beat this. And when she kind of came in with that, like over the top of like, okay, it's on, it's obviously on. I'm not going to roll myself over there to the garage after all this and dump myself off. I'm going to start building back, you know, and I got a lot to build back and I don't have much to do it with. So I just took one step at a time and I said, you know what? And then it turned into that mindset that you were talking about, like, hey, it's time to scrap. Now I got an arm back in the fight, you know, and now I got mm-hmm. two fake legs back in the fight. Now I got a fake arm in the fight and I'm up there with Carson and Joe and I'm weaponizing all this. And I don't mean like weaponizing like, uh, I don't know, blade or something. I mean like weaponizing your direction. Get more right. done live more life, be wealthy in what you want to be wealthy in. And that is what I'm arming myself. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's it. You know, that's one thing I want to talk about because I think that that's an important uh, aspect of, of, you know, people are still human, but I'll tell you once, once the warrior spirit steps in, it oh, is yeah. really hard to uh, put the brakes on, you know what I mean? Oh, it yeah. doesn't mean there's not going to be hiccups because there are, but you know, once it goes and we saw that in you right out of the gate, we were like, you know, we were super stoked that you were coming in anyway. And I'm going to tell you, you can't be, um, uh, you can't <laughs> Joe blades coming. He's going this way. <laughs> um, you can't be in this, uh, in a better spot. Uh, place with uh, men like Carson and uh, Joe, oh, sure. uh, even Matthew over there. I mean, these guys are th- these guys are going to push you and support you all in the same time. And it, it's it's uh, you know you're like uh, you know part of that family over there now. And so it's it's uh, 
I heard that. Did you get on the ground or something a little bit? Did you work a little bit ground with Carson one day? Yeah, yeah. I've been working uh, ground stuff with Carson, and it's it's crazy that ground stuff for dudes with no legs is going to open up so much windows, not just choking folks out and stuff, but like you start moving around like that. I'm moving differently when I'm playing with my kid on the ground or chasing the dog around. And uh, yeah, and I got a puppy right now, but we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> if, if the the movements and the techniques of the ground game uh, that I've gotten to tighten up a little bit with have opened up so many safer avenues for me to shower and take care of myself and get myself put together and change clothes in the car. Like a lot of things that I couldn't do prior to this because I hadn't been working those movements are now coming into play. So that's what I think is kind of uh, special about where we're at right now in the recovery. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that that's such a thing. So you got to meet another Ranger. Uh, you got Sergio came down, right. And you got to, you got to get on the ground with him a little bit, right? Oh yeah. He was trying to show off his six pack and all this yeah, stuff. Like, Come on, big boy. Come on, big boy. <laughs> yeah. He, he still has his physique and he'll down beer like nobody's business. Right. I'm I know like, it. I know it. That doesn't, it doesn't count. It's okay. You know, it's, it's, uh, I told him you're just a different, you know, yeah. Yeah. He's out there in your backyard right now, protecting the, and serving. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He is. I, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do a ride along with him pretty, pretty soon here coming up. And, uh, <laughs> uh, he took, um, Carson with him last time he was here but you know when Carson goes in everybody's super nice because you know how he is he's just like that I said well when I ride it's going to be a different you know it's going to be a different cut because I'm sure we're going to get <laughs> I'm sure something's going to come down the pike when we're we're together so it, it's like good that. so it's good that you got to you know it's amazing anyway you see amputees compete in uh um in jujitsu all the time Oh yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's amazing what you can do on the ground. You know why? I everybody the ground equalizer because you don't worry about balance and stuff so much uh, when you're on the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it allows you kind of freeze up my most like uh, kind of lethal or most effective techniques are going to be some of those from the ground because if he gets to going, I'm pulling that guy down with me and we're going to go at it on the ground. Yeah, and which I think is great. What I think you should do is if you got those little pinchers or whatever you got on your arm, you got to yeah. do that to Joe's groin. That's what I want to see. That's what I'll that. be practicing this afternoon when I get in there with him. I'll let him know. <laughs> yeah, that is This came awesome. down from Grandmaster, man. I don't have anything to do with the pipeline today, dude. Get on over here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I can't. I can't wait for that. So it's it's that's good. So let's uh i can't wait because when i come down i'm gonna be there in may i'll be there for a few days dude so uh we'll be able to tear up on the mat a little bit we'll see where you're at on down there on the ground i'm looking forward to it uh yeah it's gonna um, be fun listen to joe it won't open wide enough joe's in a fantasy <laughs> world <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> joe's in fantasy world what he thinks he's got down there oh um, boy so <laughs> Uh, just so typical of, of that's, I miss that. I'd be doing this stuff all day, every day over there, man. It's so, it's so fun when I come down, but I'll look forward to getting on the ground with you a little bit and see how, how, how that's going Yeah, and, it's gonna uh, be blast. and see, uh, see how you're doing. So, so let's talk about some of the other stuff now. Well, first of all, before we get to their kind of these other groups that you do, these, uh, veteran groups, 
Uh, let's talk about the PTSD. I mean, do you have that? Do you have any panic attacks and are you still having any, do you get any flashbacks or are you past that point or are you ever past that point? I don't know. I think that's a good question. I think, um, I don't know if I'm trying to land in any one of those areas. I know that, I mean, if you go through some stuff, you're going to have some, some stains from it. That's just part of it, whether they're mental or whether they're physical. Uh, if we're talking about actual diagnose post-traumatic stress disorder, I luckily don't have a lot of that chasing me around. I luckily live a pretty clean, I don't have nightmares. I don't, um, you don't have wicked thoughts or racing anxiety or anything of that nature. Now I have been through some of that for sure. When I first woke up in the hospital and I was like wrapping my head around all this, I did go through quite a bit of that. Um, but it, you know, I loved what I was doing. You know, I was not scared. I was not, I mean, you're always going to be a little bit fear is a good thing to have as leverage, but it's not, I wasn't controlled by my fear. I was out there doing something I loved. And when I was laying there bleeding out on the gurney that looking up, it was just the coolest picture you'd ever seen is all my homies just laying hate to the enemy and helicopters flying in and stuff blowing up. And, my buddy's giving me blood. It was really, it's crazy. And as awful as it sounds, it was really a pretty epic portrait for me to look at all night. So it's not something I like look back on and think, Oh my God. So that post-traumatic stress, I don't even like calling it disorder. I think I, I think post-traumatic stress. Yes. But I don't like that slippery slope of anything. Dis anything that starts with dis is just kind of not cool. Yeah. I think that, I think that's good. I think it's good to good to know. I I um I think that Well, what do you think? How the more physical you get, how how much better is that with your mindset? The more physical you're getting. Oh, good. You I think I think I told you this when we were actually meeting for the first time, just to get out there and throw a punch and just to get out there and put some combos together to sit to give my family a shot you know we're walking down the road together and somebody wanted to get squirrely with my family that's a two-way street in my book and i can't lose enough limbs to not think that way i'm gonna do whatever i can whenever i can to protect those that i can you know and i'm gonna put mm -hmm. tools together to do that yeah i think that's yeah that's a great mindset so so let's talk about a couple of the other things that, um, you know, now we're, you know, I, I guess what we would say, you're still in recovery. Now you're starting to find some stuff. Now we've got the martial arts. You're learning about Krav Maga. You've got some Brazilian Jiu Jitsu now. And, um, you know, we've got uh, Vega on, on stuff to kind of help you with stability and make you be able to be even, uh, more mobile or what that looks like. Um, Absolutely. For yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just to put um, Pooler Karate on the map for a minute, like we sent the videos of what we were doing and our direction with where we were going. And this is through, you know, obviously through Carson and Joe and Kelly and Millie and like everybody kind of helped out. Matthew, all, everybody kind of helped out creating these videos and sending to the to the surgeon. And I'm not going to go name drop or anything, but the surgeon in the system, the guy that is in charge of the guys, you know that dude right. who knows all the stuff looked at our stuff and was like this is amazing i would prescribe this to all of my amputees if they could handle it wow that's major yeah so i hadn't major. heard about it 
Yeah, I hadn't heard about that. I know that we spoke about that because I told him I thought that even the video of you lifting the other day on the Rogue machine and stuff like that, I told them, I said, you need to send these videos off to Rogue and 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 show what what their products can do, what they can do. And then, yeah, they had spoke to me that they're going to look at that. And so to hear that that's gone to the next level has been um that's amazing. And everyone's got their piece, you know, Carson's like facilitating and Joe's over there just driving at home and Kelly's over there making sure we don't like do anything way too crazy. <laughs> There's always good to have one of those people in the room, you know? So it's, it's just been a really, really awesome, big effort. And, uh, they, they really kind of, you said you spoke on this a little bit earlier talking about lifestyle, uh, the hunting lifestyle that their lifestyle up there is a lifestyle. They were out here teaching some pilots how to uh, how to bang people up. Um, he, all of them, came over to the house, checked on Asia, helped me fix my prosthetics because prosthetics they always have like a a screw loose. There's always something that needs to be turned. There's always something that needs to be done. And sometimes when I'm running a gun and I'm being dad and husband i can get i can fall behind on some of that stuff joe and carson over here the other day taking my arm apart putting a new elbow on it we smashed it doing break falls like we you know the, <laughs> isn't that crazy like the, the the things that i call you know walter read about like they're like how did you possibly do this i'm like well i was hitting a bag with it and they're like what i'm like yeah what do you mean what so it's it is just like to to have good enough people like that that I can invite into my circle. And yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, that's that's the Joe wrote down and he that says he he says he he will walk. Uh, Joe just put that out there. Yeah, you know. there's no doubt about that. Yeah, Joe wants that as bad as you do. I I, I you know I know how he thinks, and oh, so yeah. you know that's going to be. Uh, <laughs> that's that's yeah i'd like to hear that now i hear now i think that did joe tell me the other day because you know you working out like you are something like the prosthetic ain't, ain't fitting quite as good now because well well we showed up i don't know if they thought i was like a little overweight but it was just like suck fest that i lost like 15 pounds in three <laughs> weeks so i got like loose nubs and stuff I'm like, hey, man, this is kind of weird. And they're like, when was the last time you weighed yourself? And I'm like, well, it's been a while. So Carson got me a scale up there that I can just roll my chair up on and Joe helps me stand on it. Yeah, we're 15 pounds down. So, I mean, like, I got to get back up. And every time you lose some weight like that, you got to go get refit for your prosthetics and stuff like that. So it'll constantly be like that until we're, you know, sitting around drinking beer training the next guy up that's yeah that's that's right he had told me about that that there's these so little things that come up that you probably don't even think about is is what's going to help facilitate for the next person or the next person or the next person you so, know? yeah i really feel that uh i i think ryan that you've got even how you speak and stuff listening to you today i think probably booking you somewhere and i think some speaking that that is going to uh change direction in lives and and uh you know that school being able to be part of it and us get to walk in that in that in those shoes with you is just uh you know i think it just gives everybody purpose to be honest with you bro. you know you're low you're 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 amongst a lot of guys that are are warrior mindsetted and as you get older 
and you can't do as much stuff and you feel like you're losing purpose. And then all of a sudden something like this comes around and it just kind of ignites. Hey, Hey, this is, this is, this is where we can go next. You know what I mean? So it's been great. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the other one. Uh, so I saw you out, I talked to you the other day and you said, Hey, I just getting off a boat or something like that. You were texting me back and said, Hey, I'm getting off a boat. And I'm like, uh, and I had read something where you're going out. So let's talk about what you're doing with that and what that nonprofit is, is, is all about. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the nonprofit is, it kind of falls under American fishing charters, which is uh, captain Jimmy Armel's operation here at bull river and Savannah. And he's, I know a lot of fishermen. My dad's a fisherman. My grandfather's a fisherman. I've been around fishermen my whole life. They are all very similar and most of them are totally full of shit. But, but Jimmy is really, really good. And he and I actually met, he started keeping in contact uh, as the recovery was like in the hospital phase still, you know, cause it was pretty it hit home here in uh, Savannah. There's a lot of Rangers that stuck around like Jimmy after they did their time here. Uh, so he's been constantly keeping up with me. And when I got back in town and he said, Hey man, I got this nonprofit called not lucky. And we take uh, vets that are having a hard time out on the water, let them get some therapy time with the bros, catch some fish, see if it's something that, you know, gives an opportunity to open up to Jimmy or talk to one of the deck hands. Uh, and as it was just him, just him and I fishing, I thought this is really great. I mean, this, I feel, I feel equal in the sense of mobility on the water. And what I mean by that is it's not something I have to try twice as hard for to keep up with a, a normal able-bodied person. Cause when you got, when you're on a 30 footer with twin 300s on the back doing 40 miles an hour, doesn't matter if you have legs or not, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and we've finagled straps and we've been bringing big fish in and we're doing this cool stuff and we're getting along really well and we're bouncing good positive ideas off each other. And he's kind of invited me in uh, to, to kind of help him out on the boat whenever he's running charters. So American fishing charters this spring is going to take me on as a boat driving deck hand that uh, most people on the dock call me handy because they're all a bunch of weirdos, but that they, <laughs> It's going to be pretty cool. That's right there out there on the water. My my wife and son are both water people. Um, and I think that it's it's a great place to start back up again here in Savannah. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's great. And so that's going to happen in Savannah. Where do where is this an ocean uh, deal? Is that what this is? Yeah, so the Savannah charter? River runs east, oh, probably six miles or so. And then you're in the great Atlantic Ocean. You know, you kind of pass back out of the sound. You got Hilton Head up to the north and uh, Jekyll Island and stuff down to the south. And Savannah has this nice stretch called Tybee Island, uh, which is like its coastal shores. It's got a lot of intercoastal waterways and uh, it's inshore fishing is great. It's offshore fishing is great. It's nearshore fishing is great. So it's a pretty cool place. Um, we've developed a lot of friends here you know, the Carsons and the Joes and, and yourself, like we've been in this neighborhood long enough to bump into people that we want to bump into. And I think we're going to stick around here and make a homestead. Yeah, that's, that's great. Now, listen, I love it out there. I, uh, I love Savannah. I yeah. love that whole, 
you know, I like being down there when I'm there. It's 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 a way different life than California. <clears throat> Not For to sure. mention you feel like you're free out there. Uh, unlike, <laughs> uh, you know, I tell everybody, I said, listen, this, let me let me just give you the real difference of when I'm living in, in Georgia and when I'm here at home. Now, I'm one of these rare guys in California that have a concealed carry. Uh, yeah, permit, that right? is rare. Super rare. And so the but when I said when I go out there, I had Carson's truck last time. Somebody else was using my car out there. But I said I had Carson's truck. And here's the real difference of it. Yeah, is an AR uh, in the truck. I said you would not even be able to carry that gun in California because it wouldn't be compliant uh, at all. So <laughs> I said, you know, so when you're driving around and it's just a normal thing to have an AR or whatever strapped to the top of the, the, the truck bed and, uh, you know, above your head. And I'm just like, yeah, this is just a different life. You know, it I is. enjoy the long, the long drives on those highways. And, and, you know, I don't, you know, there's so much traffic. Well, Pooler sucks, but, you know, Pooler's like being in California. I can tell you that. Uh, I agree. That four mile stretch over there is oh, just, just it's brutal. Crazy so. crowded. Now, do you go, is it, does it launch from river, from river street or not? Yeah. So you could launch from river street if you wanted to, we go a little bit further into the inshore, uh, deep water access point and, uh, Savannah boathouse is actually right on bull river. And that's where Jimmy's boat is. Jimmy's a professional, uh, fisherman in the area and he's got, um, you know, the nicest boat around and everybody knows him. So it's, it's a great fit for us right there. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I, you know, when I come out in May, I'll, I'll run down there and take a look at that. I'm always kind of looking to go take a look at some new stuff out there because I love River Street. Absolutely, anyway. man. And, uh, you let us, you let us know when we're coming, and Jimmy will 100 get you out on that boat. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds fun. Now, now, are these kind of like day trips that you're doing, or yeah? Or so he it? he runs charters, uh, um, mostly six and eight hour charters. He does offer some longer stuff if you wanted to go further offshore or some uh, shorter stuff if you just wanted to make a half day out of it. But uh, the way that his he's designed it is kind of based on the species and where you're going to go find them and how much time you want to spend on the boat. That's yeah, that's that sounds great. Now, so when you go out, what's mostly you're fishing for when you guys are going out? Is there certain things? I mean, what's out there in Savannah that that you guys are going out after? Well, you know, I told Jimmy the last time we went out, I said, I want to go catch sheep's head. I've never really gotten into that, which is this weird, strange looking fish. It's it's kind of a fun looking fish. It's got black and white stripes and it has like 50 teeth and they're all like crazy, like brown, yellow, flat teeth. Looks like the janitor from like elementary school's teeth, that guy. It looks like a <laughs> mouthful of them. But it's a fun fish to fight. You catch little eight pounders all day long, and they and they give you a lot of grief. The last time we went out, uh, that's what we actually ended up uh, uh, catching. But we've been spending most of our time just training up and, and learning how the reef system works in general. Um, we catch a lot of, of reds out there. Um, Jimmy can catch pretty much anything that he wants to. Sea bass are obviously everywhere, which is 
one of my favorite fish to eat. And you can just throw a hook with nothing on it and catch one of those things. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah. do you go, are you out on a daily basis or do, is this a weekend business or what's he well, have? What's right now like? we're kind of limited to weather. I think we'll be out on a daily basis when the weather breaks free more often and you can start putting people on charters every day. Um, gotcha. As of right now, you know, a lot of people, the sea's a rough place. It was one reason I kind of like enjoy it is because I respect it so much because the sea will just crush you. You know what I mean? Whether you, whether you're in it drowning or whether you're in a boat trying to live through it, like whatever it may be, it can always crush you. That's one reason I always have so much respect for it. Um, Those are fewer and further in between those moments as the season gets nicer so as spring kind of breaks into summer and in that lasting long into summer into fall, that's going to be a really great time to get out there on the water because it's nice and flat. If you have any issues with motion sickness or seasick, you don't have to worry about anything. It's really, really going to be a cool year. Yeah, that's good. That's going to be fun. Now, did you have to go to uh, any schooling for this or or was yeah, this something so you've started up? Yeah, Jimmy's going to um, kind of guide me into my captain's license over time. And eventually I'll kind of put my own boat on the water um, that has less specifics involved with the charters, probably more like uh, dropping people at the sandbar, going to the Tiki Hut or doing something like that. But the water is somewhere that I definitely want to uh, fulfill a yeah, occupation. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And now say the name of that, that, that uh, one more time, what it's, what it's called. Yeah. American Fishing Charters. Okay, so it's a let's put that out there. American. Yeah, absolutely. And Jimmy has a nonprofit called Not Lucky, spelled K N O T. And he dedicates his funds from his fishing charter to Not Lucky, which is getting veterans out on the water. We've, we have, in just the short time that I've worked with Jimmy, I have seen. 25 veterans reach out to Jimmy saying and anything from, Hey man, I need a four day trip. All I want to do is fish and not think about anything. And Hey man, I need a four hour ride where I need to clear my head and get some stuff off my chest. So the, the capacity to help is so large for Jimmy's footprint out there and he's doing such a good job of it. Um, I know that when I got on that boat, I was like, I gotta, I gotta, this is my spot for sure. I got to figure out how to do this. And Jimmy has allowed me and kind of given me the training I need to know my way around the water right now, as well as give me the direction for uh, growing that footprint in the future. Yeah, that's wow. That's just, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you this, being around Carson Fortner and nonprofits, you're not going to find a better guy that can, uh, that can make things happen. Um, I'm always on him, always on him about, asking him the question of how I got into this or, Hey man, is this for real? I got to do this just cause I'm trying to help people or, and he's the one who really has that hands-on experience of somebody that has done it and made it at that level. Yeah. And him and Millie both like I I'm constantly trying to um, do what I can for special kicks. You know, I want to be a stronger player in that game. I'm just trying to even out some more time in life. So I have more uh, efficiency to provide to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely see you as part of that. I can definitely see 
in the future something uh, along the lines of what he does with that wild dinner. You haven't got to experience that yet, right? Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. I, I haven't experienced it yet either. He gets on my case every time. I don't. I personally don't like traveling around Christmas time, but man, yeah. he's really pushing me to get out there this time. And so uh, I may not have a choice but to come out there on this on this go around. So um, I might be at that at that at that uh, wild game, but I can see something coming coming from that for sure. And uh, that doesn't mean we can't help with that out here, this nonprofit. And if that's something that you're involved in, when I start talking to uh, Viverka and uh, a couple of the other combat vets out here, you, know, you if you, uh, we'll put you in contact with another ranger named uh, Z. He's just, he's not an amputee, but he took a, you know, he took a shot to his, he's still got shrapnel from there in himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just a, a, a no nonsense warrior. You know, if, you know, awesome. we've got, We've got some really good good dudes out here that uh, we'll make sure you connect with. And, and yeah, uh, absolutely. Do, that so. was, that, I mean, that connecting people like you do, connecting people like Carson does and Jimmy does. Those those play bigger from the side of somebody in the recovery than I think the people applying those uh, common sense strategies even realize. You know, some yeah. dude that I I wouldn't trust with a potato gun. I'm in the waiting room with. And I'm like, he's a, he's a triple too. You know, he's got a butt and he's only missing his hand, but he's a really like upbeat dude. And I'm like, yo bro, how do you not die in the shower? Like it's the most dangerous. I went from like killing that guys on the battlefield to trying to not slip off the shower bench. Like how do you do it? And the dude's like, why don't you just shower on the floor, bro? And I'm like, what? Well, how did I not think of that? How have I been like diagnosing like near death situations and taking like risk management procedures in the bathroom? Now this dude just hits me with that, and I'm like, well. isn't that it's just yeah? That's yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I, I look forward to being kind of part of this and uh, part of your recovery and stuff like that. I wish I was yeah. just in there. I wish I was in the fight with you every day. How often are you able to get to the school? I mean, how often do you get to go up there and work out? Uh, let's see from roughly six weeks ago when we kind of turned it up, we were in there about four times a week is uh, what we were in there. We were looking like Monday, Tuesday off Wednesday and then like a Thursday and Friday or take Wednesday, take off Friday. But we have been kind of going back and forth with that now with Asia being kind of down with her, with her burns on her legs. And um, I'm covering down on some of Knox's stuff. So we, Asia and I have done this really cool uh, transition of fact. Oh God, here we go. Joe, Joe's already started on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he says not enough. That's how often you're coming in. I'm going to tell him that there's, I'm going to call the Pooler police department and tell them there's an active shooter at Pooler karate real quick. We'll get him out of there. <laughs> Got to be careful because uh, Joe might be able to light them all up. So I'll tell you a story about that. Active shooter in just I know, a that might be the last the... person I want to send the cops to. Golly. Anyway, um, like, the last know. week, the last week we've only had a chance to work out once. I think this week we'll get a couple more. And I think next week we'll be back to our, uh, our four days a week. Okay. That's good. That's yeah. good. And, and, and I'm yeah. like, like when I tell you that I've really leaned on them for the recovery, I mean, I've tied surgeons, um, I've tied physical therapists, occupational therapists. Everybody's tied into what's going on over there, and everybody's cool with it. So, yeah, it's that you know, there's a, it's not just the fact that I do love punching people, 
but it's the <laughs> fact that I do, uh, I do get better every day in there and not just better at punching people, better at life. Yeah. That's yeah. so good to hear. Yeah. That's, that's so, uh, uh, that was so, yeah, that's, that's, you know, people don't, don't really realize that. I mean, we feel that way every day, every day we get yeah. to go in there. You yeah. know, the reason most of us have a school is because we're comfortable being there. And, you know, if, if I had to live life and work out, I don't know if I could do them both. So, uh, I, you know, it's just better to have one. So I'm always yeah. there. And, yeah. You know, it does give a sense of purpose. And and the reason I want one of the reasons I wanted this podcast is to listen to what the martial arts have done for you, what this is, because people get so complacent and lazy in in their daily life. And, oh, it's boring or, oh, it's this and that. And I'm like, you've got people out there struggling, OK, to get in a car. And when you see these special kicks and these kids I'm like, how do you even have an excuse? Just shut the frick up, man. You know what I mean? I agree. Just like, you know, I agree, man. Just, just shut up and train. Just be quiet and enjoy yeah. the process that you have everything working. You know what I mean? And yeah, for sure. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, I remember when I had my knee replacement. That's why you see me limp every once in a while because I didn't do another one because I'm like, I'm not doing another year recovery and I can't work out like no, I, I want to. And so they wanted me to do another one on my right. I did it on my left. And I remember when I had it, I was like, man, it's taken forever. And I didn't really think that I'd ever grapple. I really didn't because I had a hard time kneeling. Uh, you know, you know, see, you're you're one up because you don't have to worry about it because you don't have a need to worry about. So That's what I'm saying. Uh, my back uh, so- has never felt better. I tell people that all the time. They're like, I'm like, when I had legs, dude, my back hurt all the time. <laughs> That's that's you know you gotta laugh because you can't. Dude, you can't. You can, you there's can, a little silver it. lining, little bit of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, look at Joe. Carson's making me go and do my job. Okay, <laughs> no, that, uh, that's too bad, Joe. Oh boy, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, um, yeah. So I think that uh, I, I, you know, I remember that even in my process, I'm like, man, how am I ever going to do this? Because you know they take the ligaments out, and it doesn't really, it oh, doesn't, sure. and then. Sure. Sergio comes around. Yeah. And I think it's like what you're talking about. Pooler Karate's kind of stepped into this thing. When Sergio came around and I, I had a meeting with him and I was like, uh, uh, wow, can I do this? And then he starts showing me other things as I was like, man, this is what it's about. A coach and a warrior on top of it has that warrior mindset, you know? Absolutely. And, and when you get those people that gel with you and that are, are in that, Man, the things that you can take to the next level are are awesome. And so I've been watching your progress over, you know, just kind of over Facebook. And, I mean, you got a nice $10,000, $15,000 gym that you get to work out that Joe spent all of Carson's money on. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was going to be the... the Yes, that is that is accurate. And you can so, fall down anywhere you want to, and it's all that's padded. Right. So that's right. It's... Uh, that was Joe's big expansion is going to make a lot of money. And uh, I think it was just his personal gym is what, what he invested in. And so uh, that, so it was great to, to see you guys out there in that, in that, uh, you know, I see that you're lifting there. Uh, and so you see, you see, even Carson said, that's true. Um, I think that uh, when you, when you are, you know, 
where is your mindset now? I mean, where you, what made you come to the studio? We'll kind of end with this. What made you, how did you hear about, uh, uh, Pooler, uh, Karate and Krav? Yeah, no problem. Uh, well, there's a, there's a young, young man named Liam in the special kicks program out there, um, with Lily and they guided me. Hey, if, if, you know, Liam would really like if you came and saw the gym one day, saw your workshop. Cause we always kind of hang out at church and we always playing around and he's good friends with Doc. So we were always kind of bouncing off of him. They're like, yeah, you should go check out uh pooler karate. And I'm thinking to myself like, huh, pooler karate. Is it going to be a bunch of six year olds like whacking me in the head with pool noodles <laughs> or is it going to be like, what, what are we going to be, you know, what's it going to look like in there? And I go in there and the first thing that I see is Carson he's standing there next to Joe and behind him there's this picture of a ranger behind a rifle and there's a 160th flag and there's a flag with a blue line on it and I'm like well so far this place passes the vibe check right uh -huh. and so I'm in there and I'm looking at Liam and Joe comes over and kind of expresses you know hey man I we could really work together we you know we were kind of Rangers at the same time, even though his career was a little bit prior to my career. So when I got in there and Carson and Joe were like, you want to work? And I'm like, let's do it. Uh, and I basically just freed it up to them to see what they would do. Not knowing if these dudes were going to hang me upside down and beat me with sticks. Like I had no clue what was going to go down. <laughs> but between the two of them, they were like, this is going to be really cool. And that I'm not going to lie, I didn't have much to work with back then. I wasn't standing up. I was kind of chair stuck. I wasn't on the ground moving around. So we had to take some some serious baby steps. But once they started to compile those baby steps, uh, I knew that this place was 100% going to be the place for me to transition my entire recovery kind of through. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a great testament. That doesn't surprise me at all with that. And I'm sure that they're, they're, they're making it up as they go too. okay. What's working and what's not working. Yeah. I think Vegas was a, was a major player in that too. And, uh, yeah. um, not that we won't hang you up and hit you with poodle noodles. Cause that does sound fun. Does um, sound kind of cool. too, <laughs> doesn't At the same time. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that seeing where that progress and then us continuing this kind of this video library of what you're doing, who knows what that's going to open up for vets now coming coming around. I mean, because part of it, it right? Is, man, I hope it part, does. If they see my humility out there sweating on the mat and, and they think, all right, if this dude's, you know, getting up to the plate, you know, why why not? I'm totally cool with that. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I have no problem living. And if it involves somebody that needs some inspiration or just seeing a video of me and you out there hitting stuff. Right. That, that If that's all we got to do, that's a pretty easy day for me and you. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what you can. I, I still feel that you're in the infant stages of what you're going to bring to the table, Ryan. I, you know, just your, uh, the demeanor, the re the real, the, the real talk that you have, the demeanor you have, then you, you're, you're right because it's hard enough for an adult to come into a martial arts school to even do martial arts. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they've always got pre, you know, pre, uh, disposed, uh, thing, what's going to happen there or, for I'm going to sure. be embarrassed and stuff like that. And it takes a certain amount of humility to be able to be vulnerable, to learn how to, to do things. I mean, it's probably one of the biggest, listen, let me tell you something. Uh, 
Because I know everybody talks about, you, you know, you hear it. Oh, Grandmaster Cox. And I, I told him all the time. I said, man, I hate that title. And uh, I said, you call me that. I'm a high rank in one in in right in one system. And I'm getting tapped out by, you know, the same day. You know what I mean? I said, it's such yeah. a, uh, you know, if you don't have that spirit of humility, you can never grow. And because I know a lot of people in my in my rankings, in my position that, they just, you know, they hover, you know, they, they kind of look at themselves as, uh, you know, I'm here, you're here and, you know, I've achieved this rank and I've just never been like that. So I, 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 I appreciate when you say, you know, if they see me having the humility, uh, in doing that, that that's, uh, that's going to help. And we're looking forward to being in that journey, man. And, you know, yeah. we, uh, we're going to talk to about, uh, about this nonprofit. We're going to see what we can do on this end. I'm going to talk. Viverka is probably listening to this podcast. He listens to most all of mine anyway. And uh, we're going to see what we do on the West Coast to help the East Coast. That's that's exactly what's going to happen because, you know, we'll get behind uh, behind this for sure. So, yeah, absolutely. We'll see what we can do. But yeah, I'm going to come out to where that, well, I'll come out to where that boat is next time I'm in town. I'm going to be there for a little bit too. I, I'm, I'm there even past the weekend, I think. Um, I'm coming in for the black belt test, and I got a seminar or so, but uh, I think I'm staying till the Monday. So I'll have that kind of that weekend free, and I'll. Yeah, absolutely. You let me get those dates. I'll either get them from Carson or let me know them when you definitively find them out, and I'll get it set up good, man. So, yeah, that sounds fun. All right, man. Well, it looks like we hit that hour mark, man. I could have sat and uh, we we could have chewed some dirt. I told you before, I think. I, I'm really considering doing another podcasting now that's not just real talk that uh, I'm probably going to call it Beyond the Mat because that's the book I'm writing. I really yeah. think you should think about that. Yeah, so Viverka is on here right there. He says, yes, sir, you bet. Uh, so yeah. if you don't, hey, John, while you're on here, I mean, this is Ryan. I'll send you info. You make sure you two connect. You're going to like, you, you'll like Viverka. He's a good dude. Absolutely. Um, he, just, he just went through something real major himself uh, on a ventilator and stuff. and. You know, we're out, we're out. This is just recently. And uh, so if you go back to my thing, go listen to John Viverka's uh, last one. I've done two with him already, but the last one, he talks about what he just went through and uh, you guys will be, be hitting it off. And I'm sure once we introduce Z to you, yeah, if you ever come down here, we got to make sure, you know, Z, Z may not be the best company when you're married. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, so, uh, but we've got some stuff, so we'll, we'll, we'll continue that. And I look forward to that, that journey. You'll get to meet John in November when we come out, he's bringing his wife anyway. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, John says, Roger that I got your six. All right. So it sounds All good, right. man. Well, I'm going to let you go. And so you can go get to the rest of your day. Uh, this will be, uh, you guys, uh, if you not been on here, if you guys, uh, want to support it says buy me a coffee.com at Marcox podcast if you want to do some supporting we're going to get some new equipment in and uh, i'll be down there in may this will be on audio format uh ryan by the end of the day i'll have an audio format i'll send you links you can start sending these off to your friends and your family and stuff like that it'll be on an audio format the video is always available online like it is but uh i i started off in audio podcasting because, you know, I'd listen to a lot of them when I'm traveling and when I'm doing it. And uh, I'm going to push, uh, Ryan, I'm going to see 
Jocko has re- re- reached out to me once before when I asked for some books. Sure. I yeah. think that you would be an awesome guest on Jocko Willink's podcast. Well, you sit, you make sure and send it myself. I have watched a lot of his stuff in the past. Motivating dude, good, strong American. You let him know if he wants to sit down and hash some stuff out. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that on my end and and see uh, what we can do with that because he's gonna be very in tune to listening. You know he's a jujitsu freak, right? Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, and how awesome would it uh, it uh, to get you fly out here and and be able to do that with him and get on the mat with Jocko, um. And stuff like that. I think you have a, a, a worse story there. So I'm yeah. going to work on my side because I did. I, he, I really feel that um, you are super fit for him uh, in this, especially because it, it's kind of new and in his leadership and stuff like that. I think that would be an awesome thing. So I'm going to work on that on my end to see if I, it's not like I know him. I wish I could just call him on the phone and say, Jocko, you know, get Ryan. Down here. <laughs> but, uh, that's not quite where I'm at with him yet. So um, we'll see what I can do in on that end and see what we can do. All right. Sounds awesome. Brother. All right, man. All right, bro. I'll be hey, seeing brother. you here soon, man. All right. Until next time. Always good. All right. All right. We'll see you, sir. You've been listening to real talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.